Hello lovely people, this is Susan the Maven from the Spicy Boudoir and today's guest is Nicole Stewart who is a performance coach in Australia. I met Nicole through a, a female business group that I'm in called She's the Boss which was founded by another amazing woman, Jules Brooke and Nicole and I immediately recognised that we needed to work together so Nicole has developed um, a workshop series over five weeks where she's doing a deep dive into the five traits of deeply satisfied, successful women. And um, I was immediately drawn to this and I wanted to make sure that I share Nicole's work with my community. So let's step into our chat. Thank you for joining the Maven's Private Diaries, brought to you by thespicyboudoir.com, purveyor of high-quality, premium, body-safe pleasure products for the over-50s and people living with a disability. Hi, my name is Susan, and these are my private diaries. Occasionally, I will host a guest speaker or read out someone else's diary, with their permission, of course. Content warning. This podcast contains the occasional swear word, lewd comments and discussion around sex warning warning you will no doubt hear the emotional pangs of a woman who has lost her libido to menopause listen at your own risk and enjoy cole stewart yeah that's me mm, hello welcome to Hi. the diaries <laughs> the maven's private diaries yes yeah, so that's gorgeous I initially started the podcast thinking I'll call it the Maven's Private Diaries because I'll read out some of my um, sexual adventures. Ooh. <laughs> and um, it actually has morphed into something different, but I do like the name, the, the Maven's Private Diaries. Um, it does sound saucy and intriguing. Yes. And it like, piques my interest. So, yeah. Yes. And, and, you know, and you're one of the reasons why... I invite people like yourself to come and join because part of this, my vision for the podcast is to, you know, share people's stories about their journey of transformation, such mm -hmm. as my own, but also to talk to the people who who help people on their journey of transformation. Mm. You know, we met through a women's business group. She's the boss. Yeah. Plugged yep. in for the boss with Jules Brooke. Wonderful Jules, yes. Oh, yeah. Um, bringing people together and um, this is one of the advantages of networking with the right people that you mm. find your tribe and I was delighted to find out what you're doing and mm. what your story has been mm. so without further ado and I don't want to you know, I won't put any spoilers in but please tell my listeners who you are what you've done in your earlier days and what your mission is now Nicole Wow, that's a, uh, where do I begin? It's, uh, I, I really firmly believe in like listening deeply to our soul, if you will, our heart and, and following that. And my heart and soul have taken me on a really interesting and, and varied uh, journey throughout my life. So yeah, thank you so much for welcoming me, Susan. And I'm excited to, to share some hopefully really valuable stuff with mm -hmm. the humans tuning in. So uh, I was a very ambitious athlete and right from as long as I can remember, I had this dream of going to the Olympics in equestrian sports. Yeah. 
uh, three-day eventing specifically. And I, uh, I rode horses any opportunity that I got. And then when I was 17, I got my first horse of my own. And I was like voraciously pursuing uh, greatness, if you will, in that sport. And in 2008, I had quite a significant horse riding accident. And in the recovery process of that accident, what I learned and realized was that it wasn't just about my physical ability to sit on the horse, uh, that what was actually impacting my performance and what was preventing me from getting to the place that I wanted to be as an athlete was what was going on for me emotionally and what was going on for me mentally. So the internal world stuff, not just my physical ability to ride a horse. And that began my journey and my fascination and passion for human performance and growth. And I began sort of with mindset stuff and performance psychology and very quickly identified a passion for that. And uh, in 2011, I got qualified as a, a coach, a life and business coach, and I started my business. Uh, something else that's relevant in, in amongst that journey was that horses are really expensive. Uh, mm. And at one stage, I had a horse that was uh, very dear to me who needed surgery that was going to be really expensive. She was really sick and it was a choice that she was probably going to die or she needed this surgery that was multiple thousands of dollars. Now, I was a uni student at that time passionately putting all the money that I possibly could into my pursuit of equestrian sports and, and going to uni at the same time. And I needed to come up with a lot of money fairly quickly. And my parents generously paid for the surgery, but I needed to pay them back. And I began, uh, I began working as an exotic dancer. Mm -hmm. And because I'd been very comfortable being naked and in my body, and I loved to dance and I enjoyed being uh, ad appreciated and admired mm -hmm. and, and expressing my, myself through dance and expressing my sexuality through dance. And so I, I began this journey of sort of deepening into and exploring myself as an erotic, exotic uh, being. Uh, and I was a award-winning showgirl in that time. And, and I was that, that sort of spanned from my early uh, from my late teens through to my early 20s for about three and a half years and it was this wonderful challenging deepening into understanding sort of my power as an erotic being my my power as a woman uh and understanding men more fully that men were most of our clientele so uh sort of understanding and, and relating with men in a in a really different way to the way that a lot of women get to relate with men uh and hearing their stories about what was happening in their worlds what was happening in their businesses maybe what was happening in their marriages um so I was making my money as an exotic dancer until I decided to pursue my equestrian goals really seriously and, and I started my business and uh, started my business as a coach and I was mainly doing performance coaching for athletes because I'd seen the benefit that I'd received of doing this mindset work 
and healing my internal world and my way of thinking and my way of relating with myself under pressure. And uh, I, I saw an opportunity to support other athletes with the same thing. So I was working with high achievers, grassroots athletes, uh, the whole spectrum, anybody who wanted to perform better, who wanted their confidence to be better. I was working with those sorts of athletes and, and having a really fun time. And then in about 2016, I went through a process of hitting real burnout. Uh, and I'd spent about 10 years at that time really pursuing um, equestrian sports with deep commitment. I was competing two grades down from Olympic standard. And I knew that if I was going to make my goal of going to the Olympics, I needed to at least be willing to put another 10 years into that sport. You know, I was, I was, I needed to be prepared to give another decade of my life to this. And I reached this place. Uh, I was 28 at the time, and people who follow astrology might have said that that was my Saturn returns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and had some big life changes, a big relationship breakup. Uh, my nan passed away, and and I had a horse die all in the space of like six weeks. It was this mm-hmm. big wake up call from life. And I stopped and reassessed, you know, do I want the next 10 years of my life to look the same way that the last 10 years have? And the answer was no. Mm. And I I still ride horses today, but I just do it for fun and passion and Mm. and the enjoyment of growth and and being with an animal. And so at that point, I, I gave away my equestrian goals and my healing journey after burnout took me into exploring the feminine mysteries, understanding my body more, understanding the nuances of my sexuality and my sensuality, learning to be less in my head and less focused on being logical and uh, goal-oriented and and learning how to be more feeling, learning to create space for my vulnerability. And so my work evolved as well at that time. I'd been, as as you'd remember, performance coaching, uh, working with athletes. And, and I got really fascinated by women's matters at that time. You know, what makes us as female-bodied creatures, vulva owners, uh, with, these, <laughs> with, with this biology, what makes us thrive uh, with this nervous system? What makes us win? And what's different about that to our male-bodied counterparts? Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I, I now today have a business where I'm a performance and lifestyle coach for ambitious and high-achieving women. I work with a lot of women in high-pressure and high-stress environments. They're CEOs, uh, business owners, athletes, lo- a lot of medical professionals, And I support those women to have a a better relationship with themselves, to reclaim their femininity while continuing to create the things in their life that are important to them and to essentially not have the experience of burnout that I did while pursuing a goal so passionately. Uh, And, yeah, I I love working with those women. I love working with women and helping them to be more in touch with their femininity we live in a world where I believe both both men and women and everybody on the gender spectrum is really rewarded and, and encouraged to inhabit traits that I'd describe as being quite yang or quite masculine. Mm. And that doesn't work for everyone forever. Mm. It's not sustainable. 
So it's my delight and, and passion to work with women who have stuff in the world that they want to create and teach them a different way to generate those results that are important to them in life without sacrificing themselves, without mm-hmm. uh, burning themselves out, without sort of contorting themselves to be what their world expects them to be. Mm. Yeah. If I can just jump in there, I want to say two things or a few things. Sure. Um, oh, my studio line has just died. Ooh. Just let me turn it back on. Sure. Lights, camera, and action. Action. Oh, oh, yeah. I really saw it. I really love the the red backdrop as well. It's very yeah, like it's, it's my, very woo, very woomy. It is. It's like uh, my curtain of vulvas. I'm so glad. I am a non-Volvo driver, owner of a Volvo. Non-Volvo driver, owner of a Volvo. Excellent. Yeah. And my partner, partner, he's my master of my Volvo. And um, it was actually just not last night, night before. I was lying naked in bed after having a shower Mm. and... um, I had my hand on my vulva, not to masturbate, hmm. but just to to touch it and feel it. And I was cupping my vulva and feeling a sense of gratitude mm. that I'm a woman. Mm. I love being a woman. I really do. I, we, sorry, guys. I think we've got the best of both worlds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really do believe that women are just, we're just fucking awesome. Mm. And um, something that you said earlier about um, when you're stuck in your head Mm. and there's a saying that I've come across recently and I don't know who said it, and it's when we're in our head, we're behind enemy lines. Mm. And that was like a light bulb moment for me. And so I've been getting out of my head. Sometimes I'm in my head too much Mm. and I think too deeply, but I'm just getting out of my head a bit lately. Mm. And I've noticed that it's freeing me up mm. and I'm more willing to um, present more assertively. Like I'm more, I've always been fairly confident and assertive, mm. but it's just gone up another notch. Yeah, wonderful. And, and hearing you talk about, you know, helping women, I guess, engage in their femininity and bringing forth mm. that, for that, um, uh, womanness. Mm. I know that you've got a masterclass series coming up. Mm. Let's talk a little bit about that because I'm really keen for my listeners to to know about this and have the opportunity to join if they can. So, mm. Mm. yeah, wonderful. Thank you for yeah. Thanks for asking. I really a thing that I keep saying over and over again to anyone that will listen it seems is that I want women to lead a deeply satisfying life and that what I find with my clients is and so many women even women I have conversations with who aren't my clients is that they reach a certain point in their life trajectory and they've maybe ticked off the things that life told them to do Mm. and they're being who they thought that they were meant to be Maybe they've got, you know, the business or the career and the the partner and the children in the house and whatever sort of stage of that journey they're in. And they've woken up one day and realised, oh, my gosh, I don't feel the way I thought that I would feel 
when I'd done all of these things. I feel a bit cheated. I feel a bit disappointed. I really thought that I would be happier when I got here. Mm. And so I love talking to women uh, about creating a deeply satisfying life for themselves and that as, as women, that comes from our feeling tone. It's not about what we're doing in the world. Yeah. And so uh, I, I'm about to release a brand new free guide, like an ebook sort of thing. And it's called The Deeply Satisfied Woman mm. how, how to Cultivate Five Traits of All Deeply Satisfied, uh, of All Successful Women Leading Deeply Satisfied Lives. And this is through, you know, my experience of working with athletes right up to Olympic standard. Uh, and and then more recently, women in all sorts of different roles. And these are the like five traits that I can see present across all the women who have created for themselves a life that they they get to relish in. Mm. Because I really believe that as women, our gift is in the way that we set the tone for our life. Mm-hmm. And it's a gift that we offer to everybody. It's a gift that we offer to our children if we're raising them, our partners if we have them, our businesses if we run them. You know, you as the woman are the feeling tone of the ecosystem that you exist inside of. And so not only is it a tremendous gift to your life, but you get to feel good. Like you get to feel alive. And so that is both the title of my guide and it's also the masterclass series that I am uh, running uh, through November and December, and I'll give you the exact dates mm-hmm. and send through everything that you need. Oh, but, I'm don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> but this, yeah, it's a five-week journey and it's entirely free. And I'm just excited to talk to more women mm-hmm. about the creation of their deeply satisfied life. And your deeply satisfied life and mine might look totally different, but it's about this ability to attune to and then follow, mm. oh, my God, what lights me up? What turns me on? Mm-hmm. What What is delicious to yes. me as an individual? And so those five traits that I've identified through all of those women that I've worked with and had conversations with throughout the last like 11 years of my career, Mm. uh, those five traits, I'm going to do one masterclass on each of those traits. And we're going to do a, uh, I'll I'll talk and share about it a little bit, but those masterclasses will also be an experiential opportunity to practice embodying and connecting to that trait uh, for you as, mm. as an individual, as an individual woman. So mm. they're going to be one part teaching, one part sort of uh, like one part bedroom, one part boardroom, we could say, <laughs> if I was going to make it fancy. Yeah. So I'm, you, I'm really excited. Would you be willing to name those five traits without diving deep? Because we don't want to give it all away. Yeah, really happy to, really happy yeah. to. So the first trait is prioritizing your fullness. Mm-hmm. The second trait is relishing in receiving. Mm-hmm. The third trait is not taking yourself quite so seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
The fourth trait is all about, uh, it's all about actually being able to, um, that's really slipped my mind. That's really funny. The, the exact title, I was no, about I to use it. some other words to describe it. And mm. I was just like, oh, I'll just get the exact words up so that I can tell you the title. That's so funny. Um. But you're right about relish. I, Relishing I, and receiving. Relish things. And I receiving, I couldn't even receive a compliment. Totally. And, you so, know, that's, that is such a place to begin as well. If as, as, as women, it's, you know, noticing how often if somebody does give you a compliment that you will sort of get a little bit hard and go, oh, yeah. oh no you know no, it's, just, oh, no, it's, no, just this nice, it's just this old thing or like oh I didn't even put any makeup on today what are you talking about or you know it wasn't it wasn't as good as the other person who uh who, yeah like just just ways that we sort of yeah. um resist receiving yes. <laughs> and and that then translates into the resisting of receiving mm. of wealth and uh life like the mm. beauty of your own achievements mm. yeah so the the fourth trait is uh, expanded versus fixed thinking and ways of perceiving the world mm-hmm. you know do I believe in possibility do I believe in am I more inclined to ask how can I have that thing that I want or am I going to say I can't have that thing yeah and it and and the thing that was really interesting to me when I sat down to write this this guide was how fundamental these five pieces are, and the, the fifth piece is bone deep courage, uh, and and that's courage to not just take bold risk. Yeah, that's like, really, that's moved me. Mm. Yeah, thank you. It really has, and and it's it's not just courage to take bold actions in your life but it requires really really big courage to truly feel yourself all the way through mm-hmm. to truly feel all of your being all of your all of your yearnings all of your fears and vulnerabilities mm-hmm. as a woman or as a human yeah uh, and so that that courage to be really let, to let life move through you mm-hmm. i could say Mm-hmm. Do you have um, a start date for your series? Mm, I certainly do. Let me just double check so that I give you the, yeah, so it's actually two weeks today, Wednesday the 16th of November. Okay. Uh, and those masterclasses are going to take place on Wednesday evenings at 8 p.m. Melbourne time. Okay, good. Well, it's 7 o'clock Queensland time. There you go. Where I'm at. Um, yeah. Oh, I can't wait to share that with my uh, meetup group. I've got a, a group there for old women embracing their sexuality. I think they're yeah, going to wonderful. love this. Yeah, gorgeous. Um, gorgeous. My spicy boudoir community as well, Nicole. Mm. Oh, look, this sounds really exciting. Um, that being, um, what was it, boldness, courage to the bone. Bone deep courage. Yeah. Bone deep courage. Holy shit. it requires a lot of courage to you know I said earlier the fact that we have lived in a world that's really uh highly valued and encouraged like masculine traits and those sort of doing 
being productive, being determined, being goal-oriented and linear and focused and all of those things. And while those things are gifts, there are, if they're out of balance with the like feminine flow and feeling and just being instead of doing, then they become rigid and forceful. Mm. But there's also this, uh, this vulnerability present in the feminine that if we've just inhabited masculine qualities throughout our lives and to be really clear I'm not talking about masculine and feminine as a gendered thing I'm talking about them as qualities of essence or energy Mm. uh, that they become like an armor those sort of masculine traits and they protect you from feeling Mm. because it's scary to feel Mm. And most of us, particularly the people in your audience, Susan, who are that little bit older, haven't been in environments where they've been encouraged to explore their emotional depths at all. It's becoming much more normal today for, you know, the children that are growing up today, I expect are going to have a much higher EQ than than all of us, yeah, who are adults right now, which is a gift, you know, and that's evolution. That's the nature Mm. of things. But I really, I really think that that piece of like, you know, Brene Brown talks about courage so Mm. much and it's such an important, such an important thing. Mm. And I just on Brene, I'd encourage anyone listening, if you haven't explored her works, Google it, Netflix it. She's has done an incredible study about shame Mm. and how being vulnerable or sharing your vulnerability is actually an empowering experience Mm. and that bone deep courage like when Mm. I think back to who I was 20 years ago Mm. my courage was only skin deep Mm. okay Mm. like I had no family where I was living everyone was about a thousand kilometers away I had to stand on my feet on my own a lot Mm. but that was a real buffer to taking the courage to go deeper into my soul and my heart yeah and it was quite a journey to get to that point where I had the courage to tell my husband at that time our marriage was over Mm. and I think that is the turning point for me Mm. where that bone deep courage started to grow yeah wonderful you know, what I really would like to do is after the masterclass is come back and talk yeah. deeply and maybe see if we can get some input from people who have attended. Yeah, wonderful. Their learnings because I think this is a really oh, going to be very powerful energy shift and mindset shift for many people. Mm. So, um, mm. Like I can't wait. I really oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I'm enjoying and appreciating your enthusiasm. It's um, yeah, it's just I I I believe we live in a world that is like hungry for an awakened, nourished, grounded, feminine, mm. and uh, and that as women it is our responsibility to cultivate that inside of ourselves. Mm, It's mm. not our job to point to anything outside of us, the patriarchy, the systems we live inside of, men. It's it's like 
you know, and, and I'm naming those three as, as things that I hear as justification for, for not claiming our power and our fullness as individual women. I, I really believe that we each have a like feminine rite of passage. You know, the hero's journey is a real ascent. And I believe that the, the feminine's, the heroine's journey is a descent. It's a learning to feel safe in yourself to go to the depths of your being, mm -hmm. to listen to the whispers that are, yes. exist there in the deep chambers of your heart and say yes to them and bring them alive in your life. And to listen to your intuition and trust your gut. Yeah. That's yeah. one thing I would say to any woman. Any, I, I talk about this to my um, younger nieces and nephew. Mm. Trust your gut. Mm. Right? I yeah. did that with my daughter. Just trust your gut. Yeah. The more you listen to it, the stronger it becomes. Yeah. And, and, and you spoke. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you're right. All good. You spoke earlier about the, the practice that you're in of getting out of your head and into your body more. And I think that that's actually what solidifies our, our ability to hear your gut. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know that if there's if there's women choose, tuning into this or anyone tuning into this and hearing your, your beautiful call to action of, you know, trust your gut, uh, which I celebrate and absolutely second uh, that if you're hearing that and thinking, but I can't hear it, I feel so disconnected from that place in myself. Because if you have lived a life of overriding your gut, of people pleasing, of not upholding your own boundaries, of not uh, seeking to create a life that's authentic and true to you, there is a chance that you're really, really disconnected from that gut instinct, that deeper knowing. And so if that's true for you and you're listening, then it's, you know, it, full permission to be wherever you are on your journey is really important. Mm. And learning to be in your body, learning to feel your body, notice what sensations are arising, notice what, uh, notice what, emotions are moving through you with totally no judgment none of them mean anything about you there's no right or wrong things to feel but learning to feel and sense yourself will give you so much more access mm. to that gut instinct and I agree it's so important it's such a guiding compass yeah so we're just about out of, out of time but I just mm. want to ask you what would what advice would you give to a woman who's at the very beginning of this journey mm. What's the first step that you encourage people to do? Mm. Mm. My gosh. What? It's an extension of it's an extension of what I've just shared. It's mm. it's it's learning to feel yourself. And in conjunction with learning to feel yourself. Sorry, I'm doing this with my hands yeah. on the screen. I'm going, it's learning to feel yourself. And it's also being willing to forgive yourself over and over and over and over again on the yeah. journey um uh, yeah. i would add to that this is something that mm. helped me a great deal mm. is get yourself a journal mm. go and buy something that's beautiful like i um my first journal was this gorgeous uh japanese inspired oriental mm. design magnetic book and i don't have it with me but i always write with a fountain pen oh, yeah. in my journal. Yeah. And it's not just a cheap plastic one from Officework. So I, I treated myself to a, a good quality one and I love writing with it. 
Mm. Makes me feel special. And I use that pen when I write a thank you card or a note Mm. to someone as well. So Mm. I like old school stuff. Well, I'm also really hearing how you're like delighting in your sensuality through Mm. that experience. You know, you've got this visually beautiful thing. You've got a pen that's like heavy and succulent in your hand and feels like elegant to write with you know you're creating a I'm getting tingles while I'm talking about it Mm, (laughs) yummy like you're creating this delicious yes sumptuous experience that lights you up and so it's that that's that's part of this learning to feel yourself thing it's like slowing down enough to attune to Yep, beautiful smelling candles. And burn them. Don't don't just let yeah. them sit there. Totally. Take the light and burn yep. them. Um, yeah, I've got and, fresh flowers in our home. We've yeah. got lots of um, like houseplants and like oh, create create um, a. Sorry. I use the good china. Oh, yeah, yeah, we've got this beautiful, like, Italian cutlery that feel yeah. like I'm eating with art. Beautiful. And so that's such a great example of, of feeling, yeah, feeling and sensing. And as women, if you've lived in your head for a really long time and you're recognising that you want your life to look and feel different and you want a starting point is mm-hmm. to learning to feel yourself, but learning to feel in general which requires you to slow down. It requires you to, oh, my gosh, can I take a moment to appreciate the scent of this candle as opposed to just rushing about my day, going and ticking off of the things on my to-do list? You know, can I take take three minutes after I've had a shower to moisturise my body and feel the sensation Mm. of my skin being like, oh, thank you. Like that feels good. I <laughs> after you've showered and delight, let, let yourself yeah, delight in that. Simple. There are simple delights. And, and I'll just mm-hmm. go through. I know we're running out of time, but I'll just quickly mm-hmm. go through. These are some of my simple delights on a mm-hmm. budget. Okay. Yum. Yeah. So I tend to, particularly in summer in Queensland, when it gets stinking hot, I'll have a shower. Mm-hmm. and I will go to the bedroom, put the towel down, put the fan on top notch and yep. lie there naked. Ooh. And the feeling of the air the drying your skin while it's wet, I, I just find, I don't know, it's just my little moment of stillness yeah. and I just enjoy that sensation of being naked and, and feeling really cool. Um, yes, I I use oil. I've got beautiful massage oil that I sell and I use that a lot. Yeah. There's um, sitting down with a book, mm. a cup of tea for half an hour. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's a sacred moment. Mm. Um, same with um, someone asked me recently, what's my one thing I do every day that is a non-negotiable? And I had to really think about it. But it's actually my time in nature. I spend time observing nature. It might only be for five minutes, but I'll go Mm. out the back deck and I'll watch the birds in the trees and watch the interactions with the dogs in the backyard. We've got um, some blue-faced honey eaters that have been nesting. And Mm. so they'll, you know, they'll fly down and clip, try to clip the dog on the head. Just little things like that really find there's a lot of meaning in the simplicity of life and of nature. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of beauty all around us, yeah, hey. Definitely. And uh, Brisbane's full of jacarandas at the moment. Yeah, yeah. gorgeous. Stunning. We live in a third floor apartment. And so 
uh, you can't see in the background because my screen's focused on my face, but it's, you know, right out that window, we've got these trees that are in bloom and there's always birds in there singing yeah. away. And so yeah. taking a moment to stop, or if you're walking somewhere in your day, if you're going out to get your lunch from the office at work, or if you're walking from your car to the supermarket, can you walk 30% slower and notice what it feels like when your hips move mm -hmm. when you walk? Yep. Put, put on some clothes, the, the fabric. The back. Yeah. It's like, oh, what does this jumper feel like on the back yeah. of my neck? And and just treat yourself to good quality sheets. Um, oh, I, yes. I bought myself. I've always um, gone for a 1,000 count, but I stayed at an Airbnb at Gympie and the sheets were just incredible. They're so soft and silk and they're bamboo. I was just going to say we have all bamboo sheets on our yeah. bed. I highly recommend checking out bamboo. Yes, and I'll name drop the brand. It was Linen Lee, L-I-N-E-N-L-Y. Beautiful. Softest. It's like sleeping on silk. It's so luscious. We use and recommend Ecosa. <laughs> so there's another brand to check yeah. out if yeah. anybody's decided they're converted based on now. <laughs> oh, by the way, don't forget to check out the Spicy Boudoir. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And the cold Of course. Thank you so much, yeah. Susan. It feels like we could talk all day. I know, I know. We've got a lot more to talk about and mm. um, we'll definitely revisit things after the Masterclass series. Yeah. Um. I, I honestly cannot wait for that. And I can't wait to shout this out to my meetup group and my LinkedIn community and my Spicy Boudoir community, Nicole. So uh, thank you so much. I really enjoyed, enjoyed connecting and chatting. I'll get all your links. Thank you for listening to the Maven's Private Diaries. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and took away some wisdom, chuckles or inspiration. Let me know your thoughts, either positive or constructive. Uh, you could leave me a review on your listening app. So this podcast is the property of Susan Jarvis, me, the Maven. For inquiries, please visit www.thespicyboudoir.com.